Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Karina Gantis here, your host for Behind the Pen. I hope everyone is well today. I am an award-winning author of 14 books, an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network. And I also run Author Assist, which helps authors uh, everything from brainstorming an idea right through to marketing their book. Uh, as you know, Behind the Pen is a YouTube show and audio podcast for the creatives. So that's anyone who holds a pen, like an artist, a illustrator, tattooist, a musician, rapper, singer, the list goes on. So today my guest is Andrew Vincent. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you, Karina. And I love because he's from where I'm from and I love chatting to people from back home because if you don't know, I'm over on the island of Corfu in Greece and I haven't been back home for quite a long time. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever go back home because uh, I've been out here, gosh, I've been out here longer than I was living in the UK. So whereabouts in the UK are you right now, Andrew? Right in the middle. If uh, if you were to put a pin in the middle of England, um, quite a little place called Meriden, which is famous for being the centre of England, we're well, 15 minutes away. So right slap bang in the middle. Wonderful. And how are you enjoying the Jubilee? Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Obviously, a couple of days off work, which is which is good. <laughs> but um, it's been nice. The country's really got together, and uh, yeah, the, the celebrations have been fantastic. Lots of time I've with been, the family. I've been watching them on on YouTube, and uh, they've really blown me away. What they've done, and uh, bless her, the Queen. I mean, they were saying yeah. we don't need a royal family. I mean, I don't, I don't know so much now. Looking at that, how the countries come together for this. Uh, what, 70 years now, uh, 70 yeah. years she's been queen. The longest reigning um, monarch in, in Britain. Ever, yeah. That's, it that's is pretty crazy. impressive when you think about it. It, it, it really is, yeah. On a, on a day-to-day basis, you don't really see the relevance, but when something like this happens and you see the hundreds of thousands of people in the mile and all around central London, it, it was quite a sight to behold. And uh, yeah, fantastic to see the Did the you go anywhere together. near the centre or were you watching most of it on TV? No, we, we had a few things. We had um, my mum's road had a, was closed and they did a sort of a, a private street party, party, street party. Oh, and all that sort of stuff, yeah. So that was fun, I'm, it rained. But apart oh, no. from that, that's to <laughs> well, be expected. Well, that's typical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough with chatting about home. Let's talk about the pen. What do you use your pen for, Andrew? Well, I'm a writer. Well, I'm a writer. I've uh, just written a book, and so it's my debut novel that's uh, that's been launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I guess that's probably probably why I uh, use the pen. I, I love talking well, to debut authors. Course, you're a newbie. 
I love it. I remember way back when, 27, 28 years ago, when I was in right where you are now. So, I mean, if you don't mind me saying, you're starting late in life as an author. So yes, why yes. why now? Why not earlier? What What is it that, that, one, um, that got you the right time to do this book? I think the honest answer to that was lockdown. I think COVID came and I was furloughed like furloughed is a obviously an English thing but I, I guess that translated across the world people were not working um and I, I'd always been interested in the genre I'm writing about which is sort of spy crime um enjoyed reading those sort of books enjoyed watching those sort of films um and it, it really came out of the blue it wasn't anything I, I I'd studied English literature at a level and I, I initially wanted to be a journalist but went in a slightly different direction um but it, it came out of the blue the very first night we were locked down I, I had an idea um in a dream it, it, it's a bit of a cliche but I, no, up and, right. uh, I, I spent two hours writing this uh, first chapter and it started as a bit of fun and it, it first four five six ten chapters were, were all about phoning mum and dad and and doing a zoom meeting because we couldn't see each other and I'd read them the chapter each day um, and that was that was what it was about really it was just it was something to fill the time and then it got it got better obviously having as you would know going back over the first few chapters they were they were terrible <laughs> and you sort of go okay but by the time I got into it I started to think well that's quite exciting that's better um and then obviously it's magic, the, isn't plot, it? the plot it's, develops it's magic. And, and, when and you sort you, of learn on the job yeah it, when do. you get into the zone and the story just starts developing the characters start talking to you and and you you see these scenes play out in your head and you know what you've got to write next and it's like it, you're in a bubble basically and no one can break that bubble because you're just in the zone and that's just yeah. the most amazing experience uh, all authors go through that we, we every book we do we go into the zone but for a yeah. debut author that's never had that experience before yeah. it's quite exciting isn't it and it definitely it definitely kept me going it, it kept us all going in a way like I say it was a bit of a joke fun fact I've got two boys and my wife and I was reading it but Obviously, as it went on, lockdown was a long time and um, mm. it started to become more serious. And then actually we were sort of thinking, OK, well, I'm going to finish it now. I mean, I'm in I'm in the sort of halfway through. I know where where the story's going. I've sort of got a, a, a vision. I've got a plan in my mind now. But um, each day got me out of bed and you sort of you, you let the story take you somewhere on, on the way to the final journey so it was good exactly yeah great the, experience the, the uh, lockdown um worked positively and negatively towards authors sure. some authors lost their mojo lost their muse just didn't want to pick up a pen at all mm. others suddenly had the time to write yeah. this book that's been inside them for yeah, yeah. how long um You've always wanted to, to write, even when you were thinking about becoming a journalist. So that's always been the passion. That's always been, you've always had the creative yeah. blood inside you. And it wasn't until you had the time, because, it, I mean, it does. It takes a lot of time to to write a book. Having the that's time, having the peace and quiet, having, having that, uh, like I said, that bubble, being able to go into that bubble. Um, so... 
let's talk about the book. You said it's spy, spy crime. <clears throat> um, we talk in a born bond, or are we more into Mr. Bean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely not Mr. Bean. I think um, I think there's an element of sort of Mission Impossible Bond about it. Probably more Bond, probably more that sort of thing. But I think there's more there's more of a John Le Carre type feel. It's MI6. Um, I'm not giving too much away to, to say that. Um, I've got MI5 in my last novel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of uh, something happens that affects. Uh, he's, he's long since no longer part of the Secret Services. Something happens in his life uh, um, which affects the main him and his family. Yeah, and he, uh, John Cooper, is the guy. He's uh, he's getting probably about my age, mid forties, and he's sort of he's had he's lived that life, but he's moved away. He's got a family. He's settled, he's now a chef, and he's living a completely different life. But something happened. Something happened, uh, and they come knocking and on his door. Back in. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the sort of the dream I had, and the sort of idea I had in its ideation phase. And then, obviously, that affected his family quite closely. Um, the first chapter is about that, that incident. Um, and then the rest of the book is how he deals with it, and how he deals with the fact that his his sort of his life that he's left behind, his life that he's an expert in is now affecting his family and he can't quite, um, he can't quite control that. And that's the, that's the dilemma he has. What should he do? Should he focus on his family? Should he try and focus on resolving the issue at hand? And, and it so gives him some problems. It, it certainly sounds more character driven than plot. From what you're telling me at the moment but there what is the plot i mean there must be a story behind the yeah, goings so, on with the yeah there is there is a there is a, a an intent there's a, a baddie in the background um that Wait. is deliberately drawing it back in uh and um the i guess where the spy psychological thriller type thing we don't actually know who that baddie is there's a few banding around, um, but obviously with the spy world, they could be closer to home, they could be further away. They're obvious, they're obvious people that might have um, authorised this attack um, on his family. There are, there are perhaps um, some curveballs along the way and, and hopefully a, a big surprise at the end. So, um, yeah. What sort of movies do you like? Because just from you telling me this, I've got three movies that came straight into my head. So, I mean, you, you said you like these uh, kind of movies and you read yeah. the books and you watch the movies. So what inspired you? I mean, where, where did the idea come from? I think, I think the ultimate, um, I really do like spy, uh, spy films. I think the ultimate, which was obviously a book first, was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which I watched when I was probably 18, 16 to 18. Um, very old, um, probably a little bit dated. It was back in the 60s, obviously. I was prob it's probably a watching it early cult, 90s. Cult classic, that one never yeah, go but, out of style. But that, was, that was one. Um, and I guess in terms, of, in terms of films, it's that sort of uh, feel. There was, there was a television programme 
recently on in in the UK. The name escapes me under the under the pressure. I can't remember it, but it was a it was a fame it's a famous spy film, and they did a TV adaptation of it, um, which was great. Um, the Michael Caine stuff. Um, that sort of mood in, obviously not spy, but yeah, that's things like Alfie back in the day, and then leading in the there's, there's lots of their spy games. It was a great film with Brad Pitt and Robert Redford. So yeah, Robert Redford, lots, yeah. lots of films like that, and then um, I've, I've read obviously quite a few of John Le Carre's books. I think from a spy genre point of view, he would be he would be the one, and then the sort of the crime and the investigative side of it would be um things like the usual suspects is a great film it sort of keeps you on your toes you're not quite sure what the what the answer is and a big big swinging um change at the end which is obviously one of the most iconic films of all time but that sort of thing is 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 exciting um so i guess that's where i get my inspiration there's um, so many films out there, I can't even think of one name now because there's so many of them where the person has been uh, in high up and he's left and he's gone and he's settled down with his family and yeah. something happens and the helicopter comes and they get knocking no, on his door. You know, we need think, you back, we need you back, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic, it's a classic opening. I think the, the one film that stands out for me that probably I took a lot from was Mission Impossible, whether it was four or five where he's on the edge of the cliff and he's sort of saying that he, he Tom Cruise is, is definitely out and they drag him back in. Um, they need him for one last job. And that, that's probably, in I my mind... get into them. I couldn't... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not a Bond person. I'm definitely born at 100%. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't get into the Mission Impossible, uh, the... Uh, the Tom Clancy the ones. Now, I mean, the, the other ones that he's done um oh what's his name the tom he did them tom cruise did them but it wasn't mission impossible it was another book series uh, I think jack, played, reacher. jack reacher jack. now that yeah, i liked yeah. that yeah. i liked yeah, yeah. Child. yeah again i've read i've read a couple of those and uh yeah i think that one's more sort of crime uh sort of underworld type stuff which is less mm. where I'm coming from so I think although there is obviously crime and underworld involved inevitably if there's a if there's a, a baddie there's obviously criminal activity going on so um but yeah so the sort of Mission Impossible is the action side of it so I wanted to take that idea of him being dragged back in but from a sort of intelligence perspective mm. um so he's got to come in and solve he is actually, um, actually, he does go out into the field and, and, and solve well, the problem no, himself. Okay. He's got no, uh, he's got no choice. He has he's to. got no um, choice, yeah, when something yeah. like that happens. And it involves his family as well. He's not going to back yeah. down. He's going to going to sort it out. Um, so, yeah, it does really sound, you've got your plot, but it does sound very character driven. So where did yeah. the idea for, was it John, his name is John? John Cooper, yeah. yes. Where's yeah. the idea right. for John Cooper came from? Is, uh, he your, is he your alter ego? Because sometimes when I well, write a character, I like to, of course, you put your shoe, you put yourself in their shoes, you go through what they go through, you go through all the emotions or the experiences, you become that character. But 
sometimes I always have a bit of myself in that character. So it's a bit like my alter <laughs> ego. Like I would never ever be that person because I'm too nice. But if I was could get away with it and there was yeah. no repercussions, then yeah. I would kick ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I um oh I don't know. I think well the surname Cooper is a good friend of mine who's a big strong um big strong alpha male. Um so that definitely was in my mind. But then yeah, maybe a bit of his sort of brute force and a bit of sort of my sort of has intelligence uh, intelligence sort of his his brawn yeah. his brawn and your intelligence make the John yeah, Cooper so, that's really yeah cool. I think that's probably where I was positioning it but there were there were a few of my friends that have dotted around in there um <laughs> one of my um one of my friends is a detective chief inspector and um, he's in there his name's very unsubtly changed but uh he, <laughs> he'll recognize himself but did he um, did he help you with research and stuff did you actually go to him and and, and get some no ideas? not really to be honest i just i did it there was a lot of research the, the police stuff probably easier but the, the the story took me to iraq it took me to the ukraine which is obviously um quite pertinent it took me to um very iran so to the research was quite exciting to understand the places and, and the dynamics and, and yeah. currencies and the way the way things are done so that was that was quite cool and the secret of Aditha is actually a, a place in iraq so that's the the name of the book um, and Haditha is a, a place in Iraq. So it sort of jumps back in time. It goes back to um, when we invaded was, Iraq in 2003. So he was in the field. He was in in very field, much involved yeah. in that. So that's the, that's the sort of... That's so the, something happened back then that has suddenly come back to his future, his past. Yeah, his, sort of, his, yeah it had a domino effect and, and decisions that he made back then obviously created enemies that uh, are obviously out to get him now so yeah wow. that, so I think in terms of research for that you can it's google isn't it you just you just look you, you, <laughs> you, read, you look at google maps you, you look at information about the towns and the areas and the streets and the Ukraine so they do a, a road trip if you like through eastern Europe and all the streets and the motorways and just learning the the German motorways and then into Poland and then how that looks and then obviously into wow. Ukraine so but that that was quite bizarre because um like I say he he, te he teams up with I don't know how much I'm supposed to give away but he teams up with <laughs> um some unsavory characters um in Ukraine to try and get himself over into Russia um and obviously with what's happened that's that was quite obviously I wrote it in lockdown two years ago so it was there obviously it was a war ongoing in the Donbass region and I was aware of that but only only like he would be looking at it on the news so um that because it was purely on the border of Russia that was the way I decided to get the character in um but the Ukraine Russian thing became quite a subplot in my book and then obviously when we were editing it and getting ready to publish and then it, it just the, the hit, news broke yeah, yeah so it hit the fan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's sort of wow. an alternative reality of uh, again it's not the main hub of the story at all but there is a 
there is a very significant part of it that um, explains part of his journey that obviously is not real now as we know it two years later there's a different set of circumstances in that area so that mm. that was I phoned my publisher the same day and said well this is a bit close to the book is it is it going to be okay and do we do we hold for a while and they they just sort it's, of said to me it's yeah. actually a good thing um, I think so like I say if it was the absolute essence of the book it might be really awkward but it was, it's a subplot it's it's something that isn't fundamental and is an interesting it's the right alter, time to come out with a book like yeah. that because of the yeah, the, the, and the, the, the trouble the second there. book the second book which i'm writing at the minute it, it starts with putin invading ukraine off the back of the events that happened in my first book so that is and again, now you just are really going reality. into reality yeah yeah, yeah. now, now so, you are going into our reality yeah um you mentioned a publisher, so you're not uh, self-published. You got yourself a publisher. How did that happen? Um, we I just sent it off. Really, I just uh, I think we sent it off to about five or six, and uh, a couple came back who were interested. And uh, Cranthorpe Milner are the publishers. Give them a shout out in Oxfordshire. Um, and yeah, they've been great. So Kirsty Jackson, small press or quite a big, quite press? small. I think they're um, they're very much about new up and coming authors and trying to give them a chance because it's a difficult place you know yourself to to get a, a mainstream uh, publisher but you don't need um, them nowadays darling really small press no. or hybrid yeah. you, you're fine but yeah. the big yeah. five nah you don't need nah. them you can do it yourself well, I've got, um, <laughs> I, funny enough my mum's one of her friends is a lady called Rosie Goodwin who you might mm. have heard of she's quite a famous actress uh, a famous actress she probably was a famous actress famous author um she's written 40 odd books i think i'm right in saying she finished off Catherine cookson's last book that was left unwritten so she's oh. pretty, i think i'm right i might need to fact check that but i think she um they, Catherine cookson died and had half an unfinished book and they gave rosie the uh, the responsibility to do that so she's she's been a bit of a mentor for me um and she's helped me and sort of guided me on the journey as well i was, I was going to say because um you don't just knock on people's doors you have to know how to write a query letter you have to yeah. know how to write a correct cover letter you need to of know course. how to approach the these publishers it's it's not just ring up a uh, you know a number and say oh you know i've got this book or um send them an email or whatever you have to do it the correct way so sure. did you research that or was did you get yes, help from yeah. somebody on that they Again, Rosie recommended, I can't remember the name of the book now, but it's sort of a, a must-have book for your first time releasing a book. Artist's Handbook. It is, yes. Right yeah, 2020. Artist's Handbook. Yeah. So she said, get that. that. Was... <laughs> yeah, funny. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I did, I got that. I'm, I'm in commercials world. I'm a salesman, a commercial man um, anyway. So in terms of communicating I sort of had an understanding how to go about writing letters and, and trying to get people on site but yeah no that book helped and yeah just it really and just I guess from my perspective it, it was fun I didn't really ever do this to make millions obviously that's not what you do a book for so it was fun um at times it was like blimey this is a lot actually got a lot because obviously we went back to work and then the editing side of it started to come mm -hmm. in which is 
probably a longer process than actually writing it. Um, yes, so that was, <laughs> the writing is the easy part, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I sort of know that now. And so going back to work and then having to edit, you sort of think, is this going to be worth it? It's a lot of time. But now I've got the book in hand and obviously... It's, Have you got it beside you anywhere near I haven't. You? No, I haven't. I can, I'll just send um, a quick message and uh, I'll get my wife to come and bring the book in. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> So you've started uh, book two already and yeah. like you said you've got it on the end of uh, Putin uh, um, taking over Ukraine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, same character though, John Cooper. I think so. Yeah. Again, I'm only sort of, I think chapter seven. Um, I'm just had a look at it because I'll put it down for a while. Actually, I've just started a new job in the, in the real oh, world. Good um, so yeah, thank you. So I'll put it down, but I've just I've just sort of rewrote the first chapter this afternoon, and it, it was um, it was interesting, and I could see the idea of the. the I, I sort of wrote the plot, and I've got each stage what needs to happen. So there is something there. It's obviously again the dragging him back in he feels like he's finally got out and then obviously because of his close links and the importance of of um of stopping the invasion of ukraine he's he's sort of compelled to come back in my glamorous assistant just passed me the book so <laughs> there you go i don't know if you can see that yeah excellent okay and so, it was yeah. the publisher that did the cover yeah, they designed that for me, um, and that's that's probably the guy, I guess. So John Cooper from a distance, probably don't look too dissimilar. Um, and uh, yeah, he spends half his life on the mobile phone trying to solve the puzzle. Really, uh, is that what? It, that's why he's holding the phone because in the book yeah. he's always using his phone. Now. Yeah, he's 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 one tool really. He's not in. That the, is a thick book. I've just I just had a look at you there. That's the thick book yeah, for a it? debut novel. Wow! Yeah, like I said, we had a lot of time on our hands. So, uh, <laughs> it, how did it feel when you held it for the first time in your hands? I don't know. It's, it feels weird. Like I say, it's not. Um, it just it just feels very strange. I, I, I guess it's it's a significant thing I'm, I'm i'm proud to have achieved it it's um it's it's quite funny how people perceive you when you've written a book it's like okay yeah i've written a book it's not the biggest thing but in the world but people so are like yeah exactly so. i guess you just i'm, I'm not uh, one and for you having a publisher so. that you didn't self you didn't self-publish it you having a publisher gets you one step up from all the other indie yeah. uh authors um, because of having a publisher as a debut novelist, that's really unheard of uh, nowadays. So uh, right. that, that's really cool. So yeah. your, your book is, uh, have they stuck with Amazon or have they gone wide and selling on Apple yeah. and Nook and Barnes and Noble? Uh, it's on Barnes and Noble, it's on Waterstones, which is... So they UK. have gone wide, that's WH brilliant. Smith's, um, I'm so happy Amazon. about that because yeah. I hate I hate Amazon. I, I, <laughs> I've been in Amazon. this business, <laughs> I've been in this business 28 years, all my books are on Amazon, they always will be, um, but I can't stand Amazon because of the way no. they've treated, you know, authors, especially independent authors. 
Um, yeah. uh, you wouldn't know because you've only just stepped into this exactly. uh, I'm very circle. Naive, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, you'll you'll hear about it. Uh, I'm sure. Um, so on Facebook, we have an amazing writing community that uh, are always there for each other and help each other out and give advice and everything. Have you found places like that for um, definitely on? On Twitter, it's one of the things that really I was I was very surprised how um, generous people are and the sort of shares. And so Twitter, I, I think it's Andrew Vincent author on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and yeah, lots of people were really genuinely interested. I wrote a few sort of little quirky things around the time when I started to um, I did a little jokey. Um, monologue about Boris Johnson and, and his wife in bed talking about the problems they had, which is on there, um, and a few other things just to sort of get some content on there, which I enjoyed as well. Just, so again, I think that's something that I would go back to, and, and I like doing little blogs, and it just opened up a different world, and, and people it sort does. of responded well, and you, you feel a bit silly, but then someone says that's really good, and you say, okay, I'll, I'll do something else. And, the, my last question to you is, was it your choice or your publisher that mentioned book two? Um, probably me, I think. Um, Rosie said, definitely get your book two ready, because if your first book's any good, um, you will want to follow that up. So that was a, a bit of advice from her. But I think, I think, yeah, I definitely always knew there would be a second, a sequel to it. Um, and at the moment, it's just a one book deal. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, yeah, it's, it's sold well to start with. Um, we've had to do a second run already. So that's great. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, excellent. So it's just a, it's a marketing tool now, exercise, isn't it now? And trying to yeah. get the message out there. And exactly. hopefully people like it. And then, so Rosie's just finished reading it and said she'll, she'll put a review on the cover for me. So we're going to do that, which a is going to be really perfect really uh really nice so that's a bit of support and uh yeah we'll see so where it i goes. shall i shall have all your social media links uh in the description and also okay. your website and uh i'm very excited uh for you to uh, get to have time to write the second book if the sure. first book is going so well just uh, remember that because it is as soon as you finish the first you, you take a breather, you congratulate yourself, and then you get that pen, you start writing the second book straight away. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that, While you're in that motive, while you're in the zone, you know, yeah, don't absolutely. force yourself to write. Only write when you're ready to write, yeah. because then it will be gold. Because yeah, if you force okay. yourself to write, you'll look at it the next day and you'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll probably be a bit rusty because I did start it quite quickly and then it's probably been a, or a few months since I picked it up but I, I looked at it today and it looked a bit I felt a bit rusty but you sort of get a feel you have for to it. read it again from the beginning yeah. right from the beginning if yeah. you leave it too long and and that takes yeah. up the time when you could be writing that's Absolutely. why it's good to to get it done as as quick as you can so you don't yeah. have a, a long time in between uh uh, picking up the book well um thank you so much andrew for for being a guest no on behind the pen uh, it was lovely meeting you i'm so excited for you about your book and mm -hmm. uh and your future work and uh all the best
Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. <laughs>